0: Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be covering the Eastern Conference and how all the teams will finish within their respective divisions. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, I'm here to bring you my Eastern Conference predictions how each team will finish in the East. So let's get into it. Let's start with the Southeast Conference, Um, that conference over there. Let's start at the top. Um, The Miami Heat. Miami Heat, right now, look like they're pretty loaded for bear. They really went out there in the off season. They got some necessary pieces. Now the question remains with them is, will the additions of Kyle Lowry and P.J. Tucker put them in contention. Um, Certainly seems that way, at least on paper. (laughs) Um, Kyle Lowry is a type of guard that they really need. He's a distributor. He can play both ends of the court. Um, A leader, championship pedigree, everything you want in a point guard. So brilliant. Brilliant brilliant move by Pat Rowley bringing a guy like Lowry there um you hope he got enough left in the tank there uh they they pretty much uh gave him a three year deal so and at his uh age you know uh point guard's age pretty rapid although uh CP3 defying all that uh wisdom there but uh Kyle Lowry. Uh, welcome addition to that team. Somebody who can get guys like Butler involved now. Butler doesn't have to ball dominate. Um, definitely helps a guy like Bam out of Bayou. So, uh, yeah, definitely a welcome addition to that squad. And P.J. Tucker is a uh, you know, getting your shorts type defender. Uh, he can defend many positions. So, definitely a key component to that squad so and then the next question will be what does Victor Oladipo have to offer this team um, he took the one year prove it deal um, he's not due back he just yet Um it's probably going to take him some time to get back in the lineup but what does he bring you he brings you a dynamic guard coming off the bench he'll be a bench guy make no mistake about that um, you probably your starting guards will be Lowry and Duncan Robinson, who, uh, they gave him that five year, $90 million deal. So, uh, he'll, he'll be your shooting guard. So, yeah. So, um, those two additions, very key to what they need to do. And they also add a guy like Marquis Morris, a, a big that can spell. For Bam out of Bayou. So definitely a welcome addition there. So, um, you know, Eric Spolstra knows how to get the most out of what he has over there. So and then they um, and then in the postseason, this past season didn't quite show so well. Um, They went up against the eventual. The uh, champs Milwaukee Bucks and they just blew them off the court so yeah so uh, Miami Heat I think will finish atop of that Southeast division Um, make no mistakes about it between the additions and the uh, brilliance of Eric Spolstra I think they'll be enough to keep them at the top of that division next up the Atlanta Hawks the surprise team of the East uh, especially during the playoffs. Um, question for them, can they make a, another run to the Eastern Conference Finals, which is what they did going up going up against Milwaukee? Um, we'll see. Um, and the big question for them is, can guys like uh, DeAndre Hunter, um, can Cam Reddish, can these guys stay healthy? Because... Um, the, you know these um they were pretty much banged up throughout the season they're gonna need all their all their uh hands on deck here um and then Trey young will he take it to the next level there you saw what he did in the playoffs now um he's uh <laughs> he's created quite a following for himself so uh good or bad so uh yeah. And then you just gave John Collins that big deal. So you're expecting big things from him. You got a guy like Clint Capella. Uh, You got Bogdanovich who can light it up from three. Kevin Herter. um, You also have... Oh, and they also added pieces. Um, DeLon Wright, who's a guy who can play evil guard position, can spell... Spell for Trey Young. Um, if he were to, you know, uh, be load managed, so to speak, or have to uh, miss a game or so, you can got a guy like DeLong Wright who can kind of man the ship and Gorgi Dang, a uh, pretty significant uh, addition for them as well, especially up front. So, um, and you still got a guy like Danilo Gallinari who can light it up from three as well. So, um yeah, so uh seems like they have everything intact here. Um, I don't think they'll leapfrog over Miami. I think they'll be second in that division um, in the Southeastern Conference. I mean, in the Southeastern Division over there. And they also had added some uh, young pieces as well through the draft. Jalen Johnson they got, the Dookie, and uh, Sharif Cooper, who... Not sure if he'll be on the big squad. Maybe they'll send him down to the G League and let him get some run there. So, um, yeah, but uh, Hawks looks like, uh, you know, they'll be right there in the running. So you got to mention the Hawks among the top teams in the East. So uh, reluctant for me to say as a Knicks fan, but what can you do? So, um, yeah, so the Hawks will finish second in the Southeast Conference finishing third uh the Charlotte Hornets Charlotte Hornets and the big question for them is can LaMelo take his game to the next level you saw glances of it in his rookie of the year campaign um but he got hurt uh late in the season uh came back just in time for playoff action and well for the play in action that is so um can he sustain, because remember, they played the shortest uh, version of the season last year. Now they're going to full 82, so uh, can he sustain for the whole season long? Uh, we, that remains to be seen, but uh, from his rookie campaign, looks like he's here to stay and he's here to do his thing. Also, Gordon Hayward, he got banged up as well, so um, can he stay healthy? They're going. Uh, they're relying on him. I mean, they gave him the four-year, hundred twenty million dollar deal, so uh, they're definitely hanging their hat on him. So hopefully, in the second year of that contract over there, uh, he can give you a, uh, you know, give you a good amount of games played. So um, that's the key for them. And then um, you know, they had additions as well. They brought in a guy like Mason Plumley, who I think will be a welcome addition. A guy who can uh, man the pivot. Um, uh, uh, definitely a center, a skillful center. Something that they desperately needed over the years. Um, brought a guy like Ish Smith over there. A guy who can run the point as well from the backup position. So uh, definitely a welcome addition there. Um and also in in um, the draft, they uh, somehow, some way, James Knight fell to them. I think that is an absolute steal. I love Knight over there. Um, he's going to be a guard coming off the bench who can light it up. I really like the situation for him. Um, he'll be he'll be the first guard off the bench. Make no mistake about it. Behind Lamelo and behind Terry Rozier, so, um, then we saw a guy like Miles Bridges take his game to the next level, as well as P.J. Washington, so, uh, this, this team is a pretty young, exciting team, so, we'll see what happens, but they'll, they'll finish third in that division, the competition above them is just too tough, but, um, the Hornets will be fine, they'll be okay, um, they'll definitely be in the running, that's for sure, so, um, so we'll, so, like I said, third place in that division. Finishing fourth, the Washington Wizards, um, can the, their new additions, um, be, will the new additions there be enough to keep Bradley Beal happy? Um, Bradley Beal has made it known that he wants to stay in Washington, so you brought in a lot of pieces in this offseason, so let's see how everything meshes, um. Because, remember, they dealt Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. In turn, they got back Katavius caldwell Pope Montrez Harold. They got Kyle Kuzma. And then in free agency, they got Spencer Dinwiddie, who's coming off that torn Achilles. uh, Was out the whole year last season. So, um, we'll see what he has there. From all looks of it, he's looked... He's looked good. Uh, he's played in the preseason. Played well in the preseason. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes there. And then also, uh, the big question is at the center position right now. Uh, Daniel Gafford is manning the center position. Also, Thomas Bryant, who was playing very well last year, he suffered the the injury um late in the year so uh he he'll be on the men uh he'll be coming back there they haven't given a timetable but i figure probably like maybe january february perhaps even earlier depending on his recovery so um and then also roy roy hachimara he's ailing as well He'll miss at least the first month of the season. So uh, I think Kyle Kuzma is in a perfect position to produce over here with the Washington Wizards. Um, Lakers seem to have given him ample opportunity. It just didn't happen over there. Uh, so perhaps a change of scenery does him well. So we'll see. Uh, Montrez Harrell, you know, he can play the four or the five. So, uh, you have flexibility there. He can produce coming off the bench. Um, in the draft, they brought in a sharpshooter, Corey Kitspert, brought him in as well as, uh, Isaiah Todd from the G League. So we'll, uh, we'll see how, uh, the new coach Wes Unsell Jr. is able to integrate those guys. So, um. Yeah, so fourth-place finish for the Washington Wizards. Moving on to the last-place team, that'll be the Orlando Magic. Um, Orlando Magic has uh, plenty questions there, but most importantly, who settles into that point guard position? Uh, Right now, it looks like Jalen Suggs will get the job starting out the gate. Um, You also have the likes of... Markel Fultz who's recovering from an injury as well they're looking to get him back in January you also have Cole Anthony uh who they drafted and then R.J. Hampton who they got in a deal um in a trade deal as well so you got four point guards there not to forget Michael Carter Williams who uh played point guard for them last year as well so It seems like they're really loaded for bear at the point guard position. It's just a matter of settling on a guy. So new additions for them. They brought in um, Robin Lopez, uh, you know, a cagey veteran who not sure if you really needed him. um, Given the fact that you already have Wendell Carter there, Mo Bamba, uh, a lot of people are hyped about. Obama getting a chance to show himself as a starting center in the league. A lot of upside there. So um yeah, so uh, you know, Rob, Robin Lopez could be a help to these young guys, that's that's for sure. And then also too, the the question is, seeking a Wendell Carter Jr., um, how will he and Gary Harris, who they got from Denver, um, in the Aaron Gordon deal, uh, how will they mesh with the young guys on the team? So that remains to be seen. And then of course, in, uh, the, the NBA draft, they got Jalen Suggs. They also got Franz Wagner from Michigan. So, uh, he's a guy who can play the four, um, Probably you can sneak them in at three as well. So uh, see how those guys integrate into that squad. So, but they're on the they're rebuilding, so uh, they'll be uh, dead last in that division. So that's the Southeast Conference. Let's move on to the Central, where you have the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they'll finish atop of that division. That's for sure. Um, what do the defending champs do for Encore? We shall see. And then a bigger question is, how can they replace P.J. Tucker, who went to Miami? I spoke about him. And Brent, Brent Forbes, who ended up going to the San Antonio Spurs. So uh, those are the big questions for them. They were able to make some additions. Uh, the biggest one, Grayson Allen, they're really... Hitching their wagon to him. He's going to be the sharp starting shooting guard in for the Milwaukee Bucks. He bring a bit of toughness there um, from the the two positions. So uh, be interesting to see how he meshes with um, the Greek Freak as well as Middleton and Holiday and Lopez. So uh, be interesting to see a young, young piece, that's for sure. So. Also got uh, Rodney Hood. They were able to get him. George Hill. semi Goulier got him as well. So, um, But the key is Giannis, of course. What does he do for Encore? And he had the brilliant finals performance, uh, especially in the clinching game, dropping the, the 50 points and what he did from the free throw line. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so um, they will be the pride of this division, that's for sure. Finishing second, I was kind of hesitant a little bit. Um, I had to see preseason to kind of uh, make sure I wasn't uh, being like uh, the rest of these analysts, uh, starry eyed for them. But it seems like the Bulls will be the second, the team that finishes second in this division. You know about the new additions they have. Uh, they added Lonzo Ball, uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Alex Caruso. They got from the Lakers. They also got a guy like Tony Bradley as well, um, a big. So um, so it seems like in Lonzo Ball looked like he was in um, midseason form in preseason. I mean, he really looked good. Um uh he's uh he's got to keep both uh DeRozan and uh Zach Levine happy that's for sure so uh I'm sure he'll be able to do that. and then Nikolai uh, Nikola Vucevic as, as your Center, you know your all world Center there so uh big question too. Patrick Williams, how do you blend him in with all the additions now? Uh, the rookie who's going to have a slow start because he's recovering from an injury, also. So um, he'll see how he meshes in with um, the talent they amassed in the off-season. So um, they had a fine preseason. So uh, I guess that's a glimpse of what we can see from this squad. But yeah, they will be they will be tough. That's for sure. So, um, but they will not leapfrog Milwaukee Bucks, I feel, so there'll be the second um place finishers there. And their rookie that they added was um the kid from uh Illinois, uh Oya Dusama. Dussamo, so uh, be interesting to see, you know, local kid, how he makes out with the team there. So finishing in third place, the Indiana Pacers, the big thing for them is health. Um, health is a key for them, especially for guys like Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Miles Turner, Karis LeVert, uh, TJ Warren, who they won't, he, he too is on the men with his foot. So, um. He'll, he'll, uh, miss the beginning of the season. So we'll see how he, how soon he gets back on the court. And they brought themselves a new coach in, Rick Carlisle, who once coached there before he's made his return back to, uh, Indy. So we'll see how he does in his return. Um, not a lot of free agent moves, um, for them, you know, they just need to get their guys back, um. We know about the all-world DeMontes Sabonis, who, who's just an all-around fine player. So, um, yeah, and, and then also as um, they also picked up a couple of rookies as well, Chris uh, Duarte, who I think is a solid fit for this team. He's a guy, uh, very much a more mature type of rookie coming in, but I think he fits in well. And then Isaiah Jackson from Kentucky, a big that uh, they're probably going to need um, depending on the health of Miles Turner. So, yeah, so uh, health is a key for them. I would have felt a little better about them, but health is the whole thing that keeps them back. But they'll finish third in this division, that's for sure. Finishing fourth, uh, the Detroit Pistons. Detroit Pistons, um, the big question for them is, can Dwayne Casey the coach be able to blend the youth and the veteran talent together on the fly that's the big question for him uh we know that he ended up getting the rather the team ended up getting the number one pick in the draft Cade Cunningham so uh he's a kid who can light it up who can um score in bunches so uh You'll have a backcourt of him and Killian Hayes. I'll be very interested to see how both of those guys mesh together in that backcourt. Also, ended up drafting a guy like Luca, Luca, not Luca, but Luke Garza from Iowa. He was a late second rounder, um, player of the year for um, college basketball. So, uh, interesting fit. Um, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be okay playing in that system. I think Casey knows what to do with him. That'll be great. Uh, Isaiah Livers as well is somebody they got in the draft. And then as far as veterans go, Kelly Olnick, uh, they brought him in. Um, you know, he's a 4 or 5. He's a stretch 4 or 5 uh, who played pretty well when he got dealt to. Houston Um, so can he bring that type of play here we'll see Uh, he'll slide between the four and the five Um, you got a guy like Jeremy Grant who played well he was um, second place in the running for most improved player and then you got a center like Isaiah Stewart who showed you flashes especially late in the season so he'll be your starting center over there and also a veteran like Trey Lyles as well. So, but nonetheless, um, I think they'll be an intriguing team as well. But uh that's again, that's a tough division. The East has really gotten tougher over the years, to be honest with you. Um Aside from the uh Toronto Championship, which kind of seemed like it was a Western Con- Western Conference type team being that. It was led by Kawhi Leonard. Um, one, some of the key pieces were Western Conference guys like Marcus Saul, like Sergio Ibaka. So it, it was an Eastern Conference team with a West Western Conference sort of feel. So um, it seems like the pendulum is kind of swinging towards the East now. Um, I know you still have the Lakers over there. I understand. I get that. Uh, jazz, the Nuggets. Uh, Of course, Golden State can't leave them out. Phoenix, but it seems like the East is loading up for Bear and uh, trying to get a little tougher there. Uh, So, yeah, so, again, this is a tough uh, division, the Central Division. So, fourth place finish for Detroit. Moving on to the last place team will be the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, The big question for them will colin sexton be a part of their future uh seemed like all the rookies from his class got their extensions uh he did not uh he's he can light it up that's for sure from the uh shooting guard position now that uh darius garland is the point guard for the future over there uh so uh we'll We'll see how that story entails as the season goes on. And then what do you do with Kevin Love? It seemed like there's no room at the end as far as that goes. Uh, They drafted a young big in Evan Mobley. Uh, You brought in a guy like uh, Laurie in from the Bulls. You gave the big money to Jared Allen. So, uh, yeah. So where exactly does he fit? Uh, that remains to be seen. Um, and they also added, a uh, another big in Taco Fall. So, uh, what happens with love? That's going to be an intriguing storyline over there as well. Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, but you know, they're in rebuild mold as well. Trying to figure it out. They also brought in a veteran point guard like, uh, Ricky Rubio. So, um, I'll be interested to see how he fits into all this as well. So, um, yeah, but definitely too much firepower above them. So, uh, yeah, so they'll, they'll be pulling up the rear in that division. So moving on to the Eastern no, not the Eastern conference to the Atlantic division. Um, (laughs) a lot of interesting storylines here. (laughs) Uh, so let's, Let's get into it, guys. Uh, Finishing first, uh, it seems uh, is everyone's darling, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I imagine so. Um, Big question for them, is there any other question? Kyrie Irving. Um, We know it's been made public all over the places, even on political talk radio. They're talking about it. Uh, Kyrie Irving refusing to get vaccinated so um the nets had to make a decision um do they want him to be a part-time player playing on the road and not at home uh can they afford to do that or just let him sit until he decides what he wants to do so they decided the latter they're they're supporting him in his stance um and let's, let's all be honest, folks. Do, was there any question that a Kyrie Irving would question the vaccine? This is a flat earther guy. I know he's kind of walked it back as far as the flat earth stuff goes. But this is a guy who lives on conspiracy theories. Are you not surprised that he's hemming and hawing about this vaccine? Um, I understand. Well, I'm not even going to go there. I don't understand. I really don't. Um, there's doctors you can talk to. I'm not going to get into the whole thing of the vaccine, but he he's, he's going to take his stand. He's going to, you know, um, do it for the little guy or what have you. I don't know about that. Uh, and I wouldn't go as far as comparing it to the Colin Kaepernick situation. That's for sure. Um, I think that's a stretch, but yeah. So, you know, he's taking his stand, you know, um, is it a selfish move? You can, you can, you could definitely say so. It is a selfish move. He's not thinking team. He's thinking of, you know, himself and, um, you know, it may seem like he's thinking of the little guy, but it just doesn't appear that way. Um, what do the Nets do in this case? I think they're going to let him sit. They're going to let him sit. I don't think he'll be dealt. Uh, I think you're stuck with him. Um, but they had this grand plan of here's how, what they were going to do. The big three, that's Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden, were going to sign their extensions, and they were going to live happily ever after. Uh hold up, wait a minute. Uh so, you know, this pandemic kinda put a damper on that because of the vaccine obviously. So uh so this puts a halt to James Harden signing his deal. And if you're James Harden, you really gotta wonder, you know, um what exactly am I doing here? We were supposed to be, you know, uh us three against the world, you know carrying the team to the championship and one guy is, you know, abandoning ship. So uh, that's gonna be an interesting storyline too, seeing what James Harden does in terms of that extension. Cause remember that was the big to do over there in Houston before he left. So uh keep your eyes on that. And the whole question is will they be a cohesive unit unit by season's end? We'll see. We will see. Um as far as the additions they brought in, they brought in a Patty Mills, a guy who can light it up from three. Um, definitely a valuable um, pickup. Also, uh, James Johnson, a guy, a front court guy who can um, play the three of the four. Uh, you can kind of sneak him in as a five. He's pretty much replacing uh Jeff Green, playing the Jeff Green role here, so uh, we'll see what he does. And DeAndre Bembry, who they got from, I believe, Toronto. Um, A a young uh, 3-4 type, uh, actually a 2-3 type player, shooting guard, uh, small forward type. So, And you still have guys like Bruce Brown, you still have Uh, Joe Harris, um, LaMarcus Aldridge decided to come back. Uh, he had those, the health scare with the blood clots. He decided to return, uh, Blake Griffin as well. Um, the problem for them is going to be when they face the superior bigs of the league. Uh, they're not going to be able to deal. So, uh, and what will this defense look like? Remember it's defense was, uh, average at best actually below average, to be honest. But um, So we'll see there. The rookies that they brought in, Cam Thomas, who's a very interesting uh, draft choice for them. He's a guy who can light it up, kind of in the vein of a Kyrie Irving type, but he's more of a shoot first. Well, isn't Kyrie shoot first as well? So yeah, so um, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of playing time he gets. Cause you know they're gonna load manage KD. They'll probably to some extent load manage uh Harden. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. And then Dayron Sharp, uh, who they also got in the draft as well. So, so yeah. So they'll they'll finish on top of the division just because you know, just on the strength of KD and Harden being there. So uh, that's that. Finishing second place. Drum roll, please. Uh, I don't have a drum, so it is what it is. Yeah, I'm saying it. The New York Knicks will finish second in the Atlantic Division. I'm saying it with my chest, guys. Uh, they will finish second in that division. I'll explain why. Um, the big question for them is, what does Kimber bring to the team? Um Kimber Walker, who we last saw, uh, was playing with Boston. Uh, he had the bulky knees. Um, he had to sit out the first part of the season. He, aimed it. he got back with them in Jan- January. He was um, you know, kind of a shell of himself. Uh, even in the playoffs, you saw glimpses of what he can do. But, um, yeah, so Kimball Walker... Being the Bronx native, Rice High School, um, the point guard that Knicks really wanted actually uh, a couple of years ago when he uh, went into free agency, but he decided to go to Boston. So, um, so much for that. Uh, but you know, he's coming home. He his game is uh, you know that opener against Boston is gonna be electric and. I'm sure the butterflies are forming in his stomach, but, uh, the bottom line is, uh, he really holds the key to what they do. That's for sure. You brought in a guy like Evan Fournier, who's a lights out shooter. Um, you saw what he did in the Olympics, um, coming from Orlando where he lit it up with Boston. Not so much. He had, he had his moments, but, uh, I think with this squad, they're going to desperately need his outside shooting, especially when they collapse on guys like uh, like uh, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. So, yeah, you're going to need a knockdown shooter, and Fournier fits the bill. So, I think his defense will be fine. He'll be fine on defense. T- Tom Thibodeau knows how to get the best out of his guys. He'll be okay. He'll be fine. Um And can this team improve on last year's surprise success? Um, They finished fourth in the Eastern Conference. I'll tell you where they finished when I make my playoff uh, predictions. But, um, yeah, so can they make improvement on that? We'll see. Um, And then in the draft, they picked up guys like Quentin Grimes, a 3-and-D guy who... Um, had a pretty, um, low key, but, um, solid preseason. Um, he, he is a guy who, you know, he can light it up as well, you know, given the opportunity. And he played a key role in the last preseason game where they were down uh, a bunch of points in the fourth quarter and came back to win that uh, against the Wizards. Um, so he, he'll be. He'll be a part of this rotation. That's for sure. Uh, You got a guy like Miles. uh, Deuce McBride. He's a point guard. I think he'll sit. He'll learn from the guys there. The veterans like um, Kimba and Derek Rose. Um, But definitely a welcome addition. And he'll probably be needed. Especially when um, it comes to load managing. uh, Both Kimba and D Rose. So. Uh, he'll, his services will be needed and Jericho Sims who uh who really surprised me in in the summer league and then uh, a little bit in preseason so I'd be interested to see what happens with him uh will he make the uh towards the end of the end of the squad there um he brings he brings a lot that's for sure so um you still have New Orleans Noel, who didn't play at all in preseason. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, he played the last game. Uh, He looked okay. He looked fine. A little winded. But um, that's just a matter of conditioning. You know, he's been away from the game for a while with the foot. So um, he added the muscle. So it's just a matter of conditioning. He'll be fine. He'll be okay, guys. It's just health. That's what I worry about with him is health. Then you got guys like um, the sophomores, Obi Toppin, whose game has immensely improved. Um, He's going to be a very solid uh, piece to the puzzle there. Um, Emmanuel, quickly, what more can I say about this kid? He he, he is just, um, you know, he's the guard who's, such a hard worker is such an eager learner so um yeah so those times when uh gonna have to be load managed i am fully confident in quickly running the point uh even behind rose or however you um set him in there i'm fully confident in this kid uh so that's the sophomores there and then kevin knox I don't see him staying with this squad for long. He flashed a little bit in the preseason when called upon, but I think somewhere down the line, I think uh I think Tibbs even knows uh I may have to free this kid and let him go elsewhere. So um yeah. And then Julius Randle, what does he do do for Encore? Uh I think Obviously, his assist numbers will go down. I think the scoring will go down slightly. Uh, I just think he'll be more efficient. I think um, you'll see better uh, shooting percentages from him. I think he'll still hoist it from three. Um, yeah, so uh, he he is the de facto leader of this squad. And um, we'll, you know, uh, I... And, we saw what he did with the extension, how he took the less money so that they can be able to maneuver and bring in guys when needed. So uh such a selfless move. Uh I I I I just love the guy. So um yeah, so and also you still have a guy like Taj Gibson who oh my goodness, he uh the other night he just uh he just went uh, crazy inside, man. But he is the type of guy you want on the squad. See, Tibbs likes to surround himself with Tibb guys. D-Rose is a tip guy. Taj is a Tibbs guy. So, uh, yeah, so um, he just fits what this team does. He works with the young guys, and he's just a welcome addition here. So, again, I'm saying it with my chest, guys. The Knicks will finish second in this division. Let's move on. Uh, Finishing third, the Boston Celtics. Bottom line, everything rests upon the shoulders of two guys, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, So as those guys go, so does this team. The question is, can Marcus Smart be the full-time point guard for this team? I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. I understand. I get it. They gave him the money in the off season. He secured the bag, but I am just not convinced of him being a full-time point guard. I am not convinced. Um, you know, uh, um, gladly enough, they added a guy like Dennis Schroeder, who absolutely, uh, if you heard my previous podcast, absolutely fumbled the bag over there and with the Lakers, Uh, had the four year, $84 million deal on the table. He said, no, I'll just play it out. I'll bet on myself. He bet on himself and lost. So uh, he's now getting close to 6 million on a one year prove it deal. I think actually uh, when all is said and done I think he ends up being the starting point guard here. I really do. Um, I think he's hungry. I think he's, he's ready to prove to the world especially, you know, um, uh, his nemesis, LeBron James, that it was uh, not a uh, good move to let him go. So um, I think in time he'll end up being the point guard running the offense. Also, they brought in back uh, Al Horford. I think that's a welcome addition, that's for sure. He's able to kind of uh, be a mentor to uh, Robert Williams. Uh, the third, this uh, young center there. So I think, and I think he takes nothing away from Williams' game. In fact, he's he can be the four that kind of uh you know, kind of the stretch four a little bit who can, you know, be outside presence, and while Williams is dealing on the inside. So uh yeah, so I think that was a brilliant move, you know, and that's the move that solicited. Kimba going to OKC who eventually bought him out and then he ended up in New York so and also they brought in a Enos Cantor so you know he's a guy who can spell spell Williams and you know if Williams does have a injury history so if he were to go down unfortunately a guy like Cantor can uh, man the fort until he's ready so um, and also they brought in a Josh R- uh, Richardson, He's a guy who can handle the ball who he can play the the two or the three positions, so he'll be a valuable piece for this team. but I just think that um I just think that both the Nets and the Knicks as deep as they are, uh the Celtics won't be able to uh, overcome that. so they'll be the third place team, which means fourth place I have the philadelphia 76ers yeah yeah i think so um the whole situation is the ben simmons uh debacle um you know they're not doing they didn't do themselves favors after that series was done um saying what they said about him i understand i get it um simmons is not the hardest worker um he hasn't his game hasn't evolved uh, all that much yet. Yeah, they gave him the extension. They gave him the big money, but, um, his, you know, he, he's a two way player, but, uh, <laughs> he's almost a one and a half-way player because he doesn't give you the offense for crying out loud. He fills up everything else. He'll give you assists. He'll give you rebounds, steals. He'll defend, but scoring is just seems like that's not in his thinking. Um, So the six, the GM, uh, Daryl Morey has a big question. What does he do? Um, as of, um, in fact, today, uh, he was thrown out of practice, um, and suspended one game. So, I mean, I, I'm sure at this point they're saying, uh, man, we need to cut our losses and go. But the big question is, and I was talking to, uh, uh, my dude today about this. Um, what, where does he go what team will take him in um i know a lot of people say golden state will be the perfect place for him um but right now i mean his he uh he he's only worth pennies on the dollar so daryl morey's not going to get the haul that he's envisioned for him he's just going to have to get a you know maybe a swap for a swap i know some people were saying Kyrie for Simmons, which actually I think the Nets would do cartwheels if they were able to pull off that deal privately. I, <laughs> they would say that, I don't know. They say it publicly, but um yeah. Or for a um, going to perhaps a Portland for CJ McCollum, that seemed like that would be the perfect deal. Um, again, golden state was a possibility you know moving uh a guy like andrew wiggins so uh they have a decision to make and i but the whole question is um are they really that interested in dealing him and if so who's willing to take him that's the big question and i think this whole thing has made things over there a mess to be honest that's why i'm picking them fourth um Will they be able to pick up the pieces from a disappointing postseason as well? Because remember, uh, for all intents and purposes, they should have beat the Atlanta Hawks. And they probably could have if Ben Simmons decided to shoot in the fourth quarter. But that's a story for another day. So you still have a guy like Joel Embiid there. You have Tobias Harris, who I think uh, his stock goes up if Simmons gets moved. A guy like uh, Tyrese Maxey, who I really like, if um, if Simmons goes, uh, Seth Curry, you still got Danny Green. Um, your new addition was uh, Andre Drummond, who can spell and beat when you're load managing him. So I just feel that this whole thing is just like a like a black eye on the uh, franchise. So uh, that's why I finished got them finishing fourth and then finally the toronto raptors uh finishing in last place um the question for them is how soon do they get uh pascal siakam back um they all all the talk is that you know his recovery is going well and that he's really looks um looks like he's almost back so maybe it'll take a couple of weeks um maybe a little more but um, and then once he comes back, how does he fit into everything? So um, and then this is another team that's kind of rebuilding on the fly. Nick Nurse uh, has a task ahead of him, you know, as far as that goes. Um, but, you know, right now they have the squad they have. Uh, you got a guy like Fred Fanfleet there. You got uh, OG a new a newbie uh we'll see what he does uh precious uh achoa who they got in the uh sign and trade deal for um with uh Kyle Lowry going to Miami also got a guy like Goran Dragic we'll see how he fits there uh the rookie that they drafted Scotty Barnes I love that guy Um, We'll see how he does there. Um, And you also got uh, Chris Boucher, who um, he's also on the men. So we'll see what happens with him, Gary Trent Jr. But right now they're in rebuild mode. They're trying to see what they have and how they go forward. So, um, yeah, so that's my prediction for them finishing at the bottom of the Atlantic Division. All right, so in terms of playoffs, uh, your playoff teams obviously will be the Nets, the Bucks, the Heat. Uh, I'm saying uh, amongst those top six will be also the Knicks, the Hawks, and the Bulls. So that's your top six teams. uh, Those are the teams that will avoid the play-in. As far as the play-in goes, I see the Sixers as a play-in team. Uh, Charlotte Hornets as a playing team, the Sixers uh, obviously as well as your playing team, and then the fourth team. If I had to take a guess, would be the um. I say the Wizards. I say the Wizards. Um, especially if Bradley Beal stays on board. Uh, I think they could be that fourth team there as far as that goes. Coming out of the East, I know everybody's saying Brooklyn. I don't know if I say that. I say it, I still say it's the Milwaukee Bucks uh, uh, conference to lose. Um, I would say Milwaukee Bucks, and then I would have as a dark horse team, probably Miami. Miami would be the dark horse team if um, if the Bucs doesn't make it out. I'm just not – I'm not sold on the Nets like everybody else. I understand they got two former MVPs there. I get that. But you're going to have to load manage one guy and the other guy. Remember, he had the uh, bad hammy pretty much most of last year. I imagine he's in game shape, Um, but yeah, so – so I'm sure at some point he'll be load managed as well. So, yeah, that's, I, I'm, I'm not on board with him getting out in this Kyrie mess until they get that solved. I think that'll be every game. You're going to have to go through it. Um, how you feel about Kyrie not being there, this, that, this, that weighs on a team, man. And also too, I was saying this today, who's the leader in that, on that team, Kevin Durant is not a leader. He, he He's not. He's a follower. He's not a leader. James Harden, not a leader. Um, so if your top two guys aren't leaders, who's going to lead in that locker room? Who's going to get in the guy's face and and tell them about themselves? I don't see that guy in the locker room. So that's why I'm saying I don't see them coming out of this East. Um, yeah. And again, I'm saying it with my chest guys. So, uh... Again, the Milwaukee Bucks, I think, could repeat coming out of the East. My dark horse is the Heat. Um, I could have said the Knicks, but y'all really be calling me a homer. so And I don't want to put that kind of pressure on them. So, anyway. So, that is my outlook on the Eastern Conference. So, uh, tonight, it all happens tonight at 7 p.m., guys. So, uh so get it get ready and let's get this NBA season underway. I'm excited. So my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page GD that Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD that Sports Dude, and also on Twitter You can find me at gd.sportdude. Also, you can email me at thatsportsdudegd at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gd.sportsdude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.